I'm going to begin with a quote today. I believe I've used it before in one of my previous podcasts, I believe. But it's especially relevant here. I swear by my life and my love of it that I will never live my life for the sake of another man nor ask another man to live for mine. That is from a fictional character. I'll tell you who it is if you don't know at the end of the podcast. The point is, it's a purely common sense philosophy. And it's precisely the opposite of what socialism is. Now, we could learn from the likes of Venezuela and Greece and and Russia and Cuba and their communist uh, failings and what's going on in France now. But we apparently don't want to, and here's why. I'm going to tell you why it's so attractive to a failing society. In point of fact, socialism stands no chance of succeeding in a forward-moving society, because if you want to continue to move forward, you simply cannot embrace a system that stops all forward progress. With something like socialism, all you do is tread water until you sink beneath the waves and die. Progress is what this country used to be known for, and capitalism was at the center. Now, the difference, the fundamental difference between a capitalist system and a socialist system is this. A capitalist system only fails if the people fail it. A socialist system fails because it's a broken system. It can't serve the people. There's nothing that can be done to make it work. It's simply not possible. It's not feasible. It's not sustainable. It can't be done. And as many countries have found, it's a disaster if it's tried. And things go badly very, very quickly. But let me get back to the point as to why people in a failing society want it. They want it because they know they're failing. And this is a safety line. It's temporary, and it will inevitably result in widespread chaos and death, honestly. But it's temporary. It keeps them afloat. When we begin to devalue individual achievement, when we begin to say it doesn't matter what you do anymore, it only matters that you work for the person next to you and not yourself, as soon as we begin to push that message, everything starts to go in the opposite direction. The end result of socialism is always this. As people give things to each other for nothing, essentially, on and on down the line, at some point, somebody is going to look to their left or their right and find no one there. And because they were not instructed or educated or trained to be a useful, productive citizen, that person has no idea what to do and is completely lost. Socialism only creates a massive sense of reliance and entitlement because it tells you that you do not have to be competent to survive. You don't have to succeed. You don't have to really do anything. 
All you have to do is wait for it to come to you. Now, I understand the premise of, you know, we all work together and it all comes together. Well, ask anybody who ever went to a commune, see how well that fared. My parents tried that once, actually. They tell me this story all the time. And as it turned out, you know, 90% of the people there just wanted to lay around and, you know, have sex and do drugs and do whatever they wanted. And 10% actually wanted to do what needed to be done. They, you know, cleaned the bathroom or made the food or, or did the work that was necessary. Now, this is what ends up causing the imminent destruction of that particular idea and is at the focal point, is at the core of what socialism is. That's, that's what exactly what it is. The majority simply waits for the minority to do something. And if the minority is too small and it can't possibly sustain the majority, that's when everything starts to crumble and that happens relatively quickly. We're almost there now. The reason why it's so attractive is because we have such a large percentage of people in this country who are increasingly incompetent. And yes, I'm looking right at the millennials. I'm looking at the people who are graduating from college who are utterly worthless. Now, I will do a future podcast uh, addressing the woeful state of our uh, education system and our healthcare. However, for now, let's just make it plain that the so-called adults that we're getting now are frighteningly incapable. And of course they want socialism. You want a system that keeps you propped up, no matter how incompetent you are, no matter how little ambition you have. And speaking of the word ambition, that doesn't exist in a socialist structure. Ambition, drive, self-discipline, determination, pride, These are things that are not only devalued, they are actually considered bad. When you tell someone you can only work so many hours a week, you're not allowed to work more than this. When that is a law, that is a law that infringes on human capability and drive. And by the way, all the amazing things that we have in this world now are from people who worked their asses off and people who loved what they do. The geniuses of the world were not exactly working 26 hours a week from, you know, Galileo and Copernicus to Einstein. These guys were all workaholics. They loved, you know, the exploration of the mind and doing what they wanted to do and making these amazing steps uh, for mankind, you know, from, from Edison on down. Look at the inventions. These are people who were thriving in their own minds. And when they were, if they were told that, no, you can't do this, or no, this is a bad idea, especially back, for example, in Galileo's time, they simply couldn't stop. They weren't about to be stopped. Their brains would continue to move. And that is the basis of humanity. Forward movement. Socialism is, like I said, treading water. There's no forward movement. It devalues that which is necessary to move forward. It devalues ambition. There is no longer any incentive to wake up in the morning and press and press and press. And that is what built this country. That is what made so much of this country great. That ceaseless desire to get up and do something. And this has nothing 
to do with money. Nothing. Let me make that clear. The quote I mentioned earlier is from a book in which the hero and heroine have no interest in material gain, have very little interest in money. It's, it's, it's a side effect of what they're doing. What they care most about is the work, the pride they get in their achievements. That is what matters most to them, and that is what we're losing rapidly now. That attitude. And it disappears entirely in socialism, let me tell you. What we have now is a nation full of do-nothings who are being told that that's okay, that you can be a do-nothing, it's all right. Flit around, do whatever you want to do, it doesn't really matter, make up your mind at some point in the future. Who cares? Because there's plenty of safety nets. And socialism brings in more safety nets. They will take what they can from you to give it to other people. Yes, but what happens if you decide you're not going to do anything? We have to care for you somehow, don't we? And what happens when people say, well, you know what, I just uh, I don't feel like going to work today. We have to continue to support them, don't we? Maybe they're supposed to work that minimal number of hours a week. Maybe that system says, okay, well, no, you can't work more than 40 hours a week, but you have to at least work 20. Do you think people are working the 40? Or will they work 20 and expect to be paid more? Expect to be cared for the same way the people who are working 40 hours get cared for? And in this book, by the way, there is a, a sequence of events where a company, I believe it's called the 20th Century Motor Company or something along those lines, the hero works for this company for a brief time. And at some point, they implement a policy that says anybody who needs more money will be paid more. In other words, it prioritizes need, which is a fundamentally communist and to some extent socialist idea. You know, need trumps all, so we're just going to give them more. And, you know, so in this company, if you had three kids, for example, you would get more money than somebody who had one child. If you needed it for a hospital bill or something, you, you'd get more money. And it had no bearing on your actual work. Your work ethic had no effect on your pay. What mattered was what you needed. And the instant that happened, the unwinding of this company began to happen at a rapid pace. People just started to find ways to amp their need up. Oh, you'll give me more money for more kids? Well, I'll have more kids. And if it doesn't matter how hard I work, then why would I work hard? Need begets need. The more needy people you have, if you counter that problem by simply giving them things for nothing and taking those things from the people who do have things, you just create more need. If welfare worked at all, it would have worked by now. We've been doing this for decades and decades. All that it has resulted in is more and more people on welfare. And that's because need begets need. It does not encourage you in any way. It only instructs you and teaches you, conditions you, to take what you're being given and to not really think about it. And then the next insidious step is to make you believe that you have a right to it. You don't have a right to it. 
You have a responsibility to yourself. Taking responsibility for one's own life is paramount. It is key to being a functioning, productive human being. You take responsibility for your health. You take responsibility for your family. You take responsibility for your own achievements. Speaking of achievement, I saw an advertisement for a college. I believe it was um, SNHU, one of those online universities. And the um, I think it's during a commencement speech. There's a snippet and the dean or, or a professor or whatever says... Um, Talent is equally distributed, but opportunity is not. This is one of the most dangerous lies that is currently being spread, and socialists love it. The lie is that it's telling people that everyone is equally capable, which of course isn't true. If that was true, then anybody, anybody could do anything, and we all know that that isn't true at all. We know that that's not true. We all have strengths, we all have weaknesses. What would have made more sense is to say, find your strengths and weaknesses, work extremely hard to cultivate your strengths, and work extremely hard to improve your weaknesses. That would have made far more sense. This makes no sense. But it allows people to believe it. And in the socialist structure, it takes an interesting twist. What that actually ends up meaning is everyone is equally incapable. That's what it actually means. Everyone is equally incapable. If everyone is equal in that regard, then everyone must get the same amount of everything. They should have the same amount of money. They should have the same amount of benefits. Working for it and earning it is irrelevant. You're supposed to work and earn for the person next to you. It is such a critically flawed system that everything starts to crumble very, very rapidly. And here's the other side effect. And you may notice this. If you've ever run into a, a full-blooded socialist or, or communist, have you ever noticed they take absolutely no pride in themselves? They take no pride in their appearance. They think that, you know, wearing, you know, sweatshirt and sweatpants or whatever they want, essentially looking like a bum, is some sort of statement. It isn't. It's one thing. It's laziness. That's all it is. It's nothing more. That's all it's always been. I see people wandering around out there. They look like they just rolled out of bed, and we've been doing that for a long time now. They take no pride in their appearance because it actually takes a little bit of effort. It takes a little bit of effort to look good. It takes a little bit of effort to wear something nice, to present yourself to the world in a manner in which civilized countries would appreciate. You know, this This is something that's fundamental. Humans do want to look good and, and be received well by other people. They want to appear professional, for example, if you're going to work. But now we've got almost no dress codes left. The idea of wearing a suit is considered elitist. We are at the point now where if you're in, for example, a lower income area and you wear a suit into a store, you're going to get dirty looks you might even just get attacked. Somebody might spit on you. They'll whisper behind you something nasty. Whisper to their friends, say, you know, look at that. This is what's happening. We are to the point where we are mocking and deriding achievers and achievement and promoting, not just tolerating, mind you, promoting sloth 
and laziness. And socialism only further promotes sloth and laziness. And that is exactly what you get from that system. And it's why they want it. They want it because deep down I think they know they're incompetent. That side effect that I spoke of, that laziness, you know what else is there? The seemingly profound sense of cynicism and sadness and hostility. These are miserable individuals. If you really talk to them, these people are critically unhappy. Why do you think they're unhappy? They will say it's because they know so much. You know, the world is in such a terrible condition and and I'm so well educated on those matters that it's hard to be cheery. Well, one thing is for certain. If you're socialist, you're not well educated in anything, as far as I can tell. And you have no common sense because this is really just common sense. That's first. Second, of course, there are ills in the world and things just seem to be getting worse. But people seem to also be able to remain cheerful, and they seem to be the ones who are producing. If you move around a little bit and get yourself going, you might have a better outlook on everything, on yourself and on the world. But you choose not to do that. You work your 26 hours a week. You demand everything, the absolute world, on a silver platter in return. And it's no surprise to me that you're unhappy. It's no surprise to me that you're miserable, that you want everyone else to be miserable. Misery loves company, doesn't it? This is what they want. Take a look at them. Do you see these people putting us on Mars in 100 years? What will they be doing? Not much. Just about what they're doing now. And socialism tells them that you do not have to move forward because we'll continue to take care of you. Now let me get back to the quote. The book is Atlas Shrugged. It's by Ayn Rand. Uh, The principle is objectivism, libertarianism freedom. But I think the main thing to take away from this, if you've read Atlas Shrugged, you should also read The Fountainhead, by the way, which is considered the libertarian's Bible to many. This isn't about being cold-hearted, greedy individuals, which I think most liberals believe Ayn Rand is teaching. It's never the case. Like I said, the heroes and heroines have no interest in material gain. That's not their interest. Their interest is in pride and achievement. They want, if every human did that, if every human got up and said, I'm going to be the best I absolutely can be today, if everyone did that and didn't look to the person on their right, said, give me what you have, or I need help, or whatever, can you imagine what kind of world that would be? The utopia that that would be? Well, that's what John Galt, the hero who said that quote I mentioned at the start, that's the utopia he created in the book Atlas Shrugged. And in that utopia... There was one word that was outlawed. The word was give. We're done with that. No more giving. You want it, you earn it. There are, of course, extenuating circumstances in humanity. There always will be. But at this point, right now, we're at a critical juncture. and Maybe it's a good idea. Okay? Maybe it's a good idea. Sure, absolutely give to animals and pet shelters and kids who were born with terrible diseases and people who can't help it. I get it those kinds of charities, veterans, for example. But otherwise, give needs to stop. We need to stop that now. We need to press the idea of achievement, human achievement once again. Because if we don't, socialism and, well, after that, destruction is inevitable.